0: All right, welcome back to the boys at 161st Street, fresh off a nice sweep against the Orioles. Today is now Friday, the 31st. The boys are buzzing. Let's talk a little bit of Yanks' little win streak against the Orioles, 18 in a row, going for the record. Cole Shuff. let's do it.
1: 161st Street, Yankee Stadium.
2: Way back she is. Go! Man I fucking love that intro.
0: Okay How we doing? How we feeling boys? You know, I will say I will say I'll say it. I'll say it.
2: I'm I'm really excited right now because it's the first time we've all been together in a while in the mm. same room. And I know it's going to be a fucking fantastic episode. Just yeah, you guys gonna, are in for a treat. That. This is a fucking treat right now. You guys now. are in
0: for a treat. We can feel the vibes in the room. Fresh off a dub could have been such a bad episode. We it were is, talking about it before. It
2: is one o'clock in the morning right now. I'm just going to yeah. point that out. And I am buzzing to talk to some Yanks.
0: And yeah, i no, this is fucking you guys. excited it's right now. Me up. This one's for I, you guys. I wouldn't be up right now if it wasn't for the Yanks. I would be dead asleep. That's a lie. I've been up at like t- two o'clock in the morning the past three. But I months, I'm three I'm four. really excited right now. I will I will honestly say that. Yeah, I'll say it. Definitely the first to say it. I'll say where are where I've been good, but like I said before, this episode could have been so much worse. We got a few good bounces. Obviously, the bounces are due to Judge being the fucking god that he is, and also Glaber seems to be okay from what we know. It's one o'clock in the morning post game, Friday morning, as so to speak, he's fine. So we see right now, but. You know. He said he threw 100%, which was good to see. I couldn't understand
3: a word he said. But, yeah, but that, that's what I made out of it when he yeah. said when he said I could throw 100%. Well, and Boone said he could potentially be playing tomorrow. So
0: Yeah. I feel like they'll probably sit him just for precaution. So Which I, I don't hate, but I... I hope they don't sit him. I hope he's fine. He looked like he was in pain. He said he was in pain. He looked like he was in pain. But... X rays negative, that's a good sign. Yeah. What do you say? He had a contusion. Contusion,
3: yeah. Deep bruise. Bruce yeah. is hurt.
0: Maybe he doesn't play
3: tomorrow just so he doesn't push it, but yeah, we'll be all right.
0: I was shocked on the Glaber note that everybody uh, seemed to tee off, put up a lot of runs. Eight runs in the second game, nine in the first. Glaber was the one who expected to go off. He didn't really do much. I think I think we expected too much from him. Obviously. obviously. No, I'm not upset about it. not upset.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like he had a horrendous series. I just think that we, we automatically just expect so much from him because he hit 16 home runs versus Orioles last year.
0: I mean, that's not expecting too much if he did it. No,
3: it's expecting too it's much. It's 100% uh, no, expecting. No, I like, get it. Yeah, no, so yeah. that, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I would have bet the house that he struck out in his first at-bat against the grocery here because all he heard in the off season is how he had the Orioles number all of last year. So then he goes in thinking, like, oh, especially at Camden Yards, like, you know, yeah. Such all, high expectations. All, the, it's the, gonna, it's not
2: all gonna, the hype for the whole entire series was he's gonna fucking just go bat a thousand and hit eight home runs. Like it's not realistic. He had an incredible last
0: season against the Orioles, at Camden yards. Yeah, and, and I'm sure the storyline is all about him in terms of like yeah, the so opposing of pitchers. Pressure. They know yeah. oh, Gleyber Torres, so like a lot of emphasis on him. And then not a lot of emphasis on our guy Stanton. Everybody seems to hate about, but, you know, the guy goes out four for... Guess what? The guy's batting the fucking 500 right now, so... Guess what? The guy can play baseball, so, like I say it a lot, and Murphy doesn't appreciate when I say this, but... <clears throat> Stanton haters, where you at? Because, huh. <laughs> because it's kind of ridiculous if you still are hating on the guy. I mean, what's there to hate? The guy's batting 500, I get it. It's a few games into the season, but... It's a few games into the season. Yeah. He's, and he's showing the form that he is. Like, he is an MVP player. two years removed. He does this. Like, this is him. It was not, like, characteristic for what we've seen of him prior. And honestly, that's me just listening and feeding into the Stanton haters because his year in 2018, like I have said before, was a good year. And I'm not going to get back into it because I'm going to get too angry. To be angry. clear, I'm not is a Stanton that- hater.
3: I know. To no be, no one on this very, pod right clear, now, right
0: now, is a stand hitter. I know Kev is.
3: There are some stand hitters. Well, yeah. So we were talking earlier, and Kev said that he needs to see more from Stan, which I personally disagree with. I think he's. I, think I he mean, if it. he if he goes over oh, his next twenty, then all of a sudden we're not going to be talking about him the same way. Obviously, but he showed you know in the first these four games you know equate to half a month's worth of baseball, and it, if not a little more. And if you give me a month's worth of baseball percentage-wise for the season, I will happily take that and not need to see more from him. Hopefully he can keep it up, don't get me wrong, but I mean the
2: guy, the guy is like he just looks so much more comfortable at the plate. Yes, he does. We're talking about a world's difference right now from last year to this year. He doesn't look like he's trying to do too much. The guy is playing he's he's hitting the ball where it's pitched to him, which baseball. is which is what we've always wanted from everybody who steps into the plate. We want them to hit the ball where it's pitched. You saw him Two days, you hit the ball the right field. I like, keep talking about that. Where he slaps the ball right field, the outside pitch. Like that is exactly what we want to see. We see it inside pitch, and he fucking drills it to left field three times mm-hmm. tonight. Judge yep. chugging, and he along went too. one to, th- mm-hmm. and he went for one for three the night beforehand. Like he's just seeing the ball so much better now, and he just looks so much more comfortable. He's batting fucking five hundred yeah, right now through four games. Like yeah. that's nothing to just sneeze at and yeah, overlook. You can't write that off,
0: you can't overlook that. So we were talking about during the game. Sen hits that piss rocket past the third baseman, and uh, they send Judge. Judge looks—he's got, he's got Judge has wheels. People don't realize that if they don't look hard enough. But Judge has wheels. Horrible throw by the left fielder. Do you think anybody, a regular outfielder out there, throws out Judge or what? Because they they decided Ju- to send
3: him. I think Judge throws out Judge. Think. <laughs> <laughs> judge throws out. <laughs> so judge. Like, if you have somebody, you know, with an absolute rifle attached to their arm. He's thrown out, but they, you know, scouting report, blah blah blah. Like they're gonna send him based on, yeah, they whatever. Knew I think the Dennis average. If you throw the average arm. arm out there, it's a close play. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what he was doing. I could have made a better fit than that with my left arm. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah
2: it
0: was But before, before we get into that game, let's let's do a little bit of a recap of the of game one. So game one last night, nine three victory for the Yankees. Garrett Cole gets the nod, and he's going for his. What was it? How many wins in a row is it? He's going for his nine going for 19. I think he needs 24. So he has 19. Fact check us for those listening at home. But he's going for 19. He's somewhere close. The most wins in a row consecutively, not including playoffs, is 24 by a starting pitcher. Garrett Cole is about to break a record because I don't see him losing a game with this offense behind him. Do you guys?
2: I mean, it's very impressive. Um- unrealistic that he won't lose a game just because of stats and what happens in real life, but I am I'm very confident that every time he goes out there, he has a chance to strike out 10 people and come out the win. I have no doubt in my mind about that.
0: I mean, we were talking about it before we got on the air. We looked at just the standings board, and we looked at every team, and obviously we're the Yankees, but you throw him out there against any team, let alone the teams we're going to be playing this year in the East alone, but You put him against any team with this offense behind him, honestly, even without this offense behind him, I I don't see him losing to a team, but you add this offense behind him, who is scoring at least eight runs a game,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, they did come out shaky a little bit after the rain delay this most recent game, but you know what, you put Garrett Cole on the mound, I'm not worried, and honestly, he gave up three runs in that game, but... It really wasn't like that. Like he he was out there for over 100 pitches. Honestly, I think Boone left him in for a little bit too long. But I mean, when when it's Garrett Cole, like he doesn't want to come off the mound. Yeah, so. but
2: it's also it's also a game where you're winning by a ton, and like you want to get your reps in when you're when you're pitching. Like you you're you're going out there to throw a certain amount of pitches, and when you're winning by that much, you might as well just keep the guy in there if you're really trying to get your reps in. I, I, that's, like, that's like an early, yeah. early in the season kind of decision, but um, I, I personally don't think you see that down the road when we're getting closer to the end, of the end of the year.
3: I have a question. So if Garrett Cole has a no decision, right? So like he comes out in the sixth inning, for example, and we're tied and doesn't get the win, does that ruin the streak or not? Or does he have to get a loss? The year? end a loss. Doesn't he? okay? See, oh. like, I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know. I think he needs a loss because that, that, I that, I think that changes the this. likelihood of it.
0: Yeah, I haven't looked too deeply into this, but honestly, if you are looking at likelihood, I mean, the the road ahead is, is tough because we were only playing East opponents. We're playing the Rays soon. I know we're playing the Red Sox next. you will definitely get the dub against the Red Sox they look even worse than the Orioles. So, yeah, they look tough. Uh, Not honestly, but count. talking about Cole right now, like we put him out there, the Yankees go up early as we did this game, too. I was I was cool with taking Cole out and having a pitch today because like in situations like that, see, there's two sides to the story. I was uh, cool with them taking him out early because like why waste the arm if he already went? He went one inning, like that's like a reliever going. A reliever can go the next day. Right. And I get there's a whole <laughs> a process with to... the day. Like he did his bullpens before. He it's a lot more than just the innings he actually threw. But I don't know. I, I was cool with them taking him out, and also I, I get the other argument that like it's early in the season. You want to get it, have him get the reps in, you want but to, also throw, but, like, but also like arm
2: bl- bullpen arms are really valuable, valuable right now. And I, I think we're going to talk about it a lot. when we go into the next game about how we kind of were a little confused about the bullpen use for the, the second game, but let's just, let's pretend we're not talking about the second game right now. And we're just talking about the first game, like Garrett Colt threw six and two thirds. And to be honest, he was, he was lights out for that, that second hat, that, majority of that game he let up a couple you know he had a little mishaps in the beginning of the beginning of the game but i think he sh- just tries to get in that little like jitters out and then he comes back stronger better than ever like he was fucking throwing like 98 towards the end of his his outing like he just he's the type of guy just gets stronger and stronger and more competitive and learns throughout the game and then he comes off the field and then goes back and studies how he did and studies the chart and how he did. And he was pissed about it. He was like, fuck man, I let up a fucking pop up that almost went out. I mean, we knew
0: he was going to do that too. And we but saw that it. just It's just so, it's just so cool to see, but it's refreshing.
2: It's so refreshing to see because he, he's saving those bullpen arms. And even though we left him out there for a little bit longer, like I don't really care because we're saving the bullpen arms to be fresh for the next day. But obviously we're going to talk about it next day in a little bit, but that That's kind of where I'm not that upset that he was he was still in there towards the end of the game.
3: His strikeout numbers, however, like last year, you know, he was striking out everybody. And then this year, he has 12 through two games. I think it's 13 innings, maybe 14 Yeah, innings. he had seven last seven last, last outing. Inning, five, the one, the, oh, it was the sixth inning right now. Yeah, yeah sixth inning right now, yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know I'm not if I'm going to say this too cause deeply into concern, that. But no. then I'm not going to, again, like, if you're not allowing runs, I don't care how you're getting outs, but they're down a bit, and it's just something to at least keep an eye on, I think. It's yeah. also not,
0: like, the season just started, he's getting, I, mean, I think pitchers need more time to work than batters, but uh, then again, 100. Yeah, I, I it, you could you could argue it either way, but I think pitchers to get into midseason form need more than batters. I think batters obviously need a lot of time to adjust to live pitching, because they haven't been able to see that pitchers can work, obviously, in the offseason and throw their pitches as normal. But mm-hmm. I think getting the timing down and being able to fa- – I mean, uh, both ways. Both ways it's difficult when you're not facing the real thing. So I don't think there's cause for concern with a guy like Eric Cole. And honestly, just there's a sense of just safety when you know – like before we even saw that clip of him looking at the, the box score, somebody he was looking at the book after he just got pulled, after – Still pitching a very good game. He left the game with a five-run cushion, whatever it was. And it's just like there's a certain sense of safety. Knowing a guy gets upset when a ball is hit, not even – he gives up an out in an inter-squad game. And I think that was a big indication right away. His inter-squad game, he gives up a fly ball to left field, not even deep left, and he's upset. Mm-hmm. I think that is an indication of the kind of gamer that you're getting in Garrett Cole. And he's out there on the mound every single fucking time. And he's upset with. If he doesn't strike you out, he's pissed off. And I fucking love that because that's something we haven't seen before. And you see it like night and day when you see James Paxton, absolutely the opposite of that. He's the opposite of a gamer, he's in his own head. And you see guys like Tanaka who can get in their own head as well. Mm-hmm. And then, just like, you go to a guy like Garrett Cole, who's an absolute gamer, and the second he gives up, he does the opposite. Here's the difference. Obviously, we know that Garrett Cole versus all these other guys in our rotation are night and day compared to anybody else in the league, too. But when Garrett Cole gives up a home run, he gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. He gets fucking unbelievably better after that. And you even see the stats, too. Like After he gave up that double to Iglesias, or whatever his name is, on the, on the Orioles, the yeah. shortstop... After they gave him the double to him, they gave him one run. He retired the next 14 in a row. He just gets some something fucking I, clicks in his mind that gets him so angry. But I don't know if it's I, – again, I, I do think it's it's a little bit
2: of being pissed off, but I, I think a lot of it is just learning throughout the game, which I think is huge. You saw you saw Garrett Cole throw a knuckle curveball in the dirt to Gary Sanchez. You saw um, a couple outside fastballs cutting in. And Gary was kind of not setting up in the right place. And then that's when they went into back into the the dugout and had that conversation about what they could do better. So I don't know if it's a sense it's a little bit of both. It's it's yes, like, hey, I'm fucking pissed, like let me do better. But it's also like the communication process is so much better between catcher and pitcher than what I see with any other catcher and pitcher.
3: Yeah, it's not, like, blind rage and anger, like, where... Because, like you said, like, when you you get angry and you get pissed off, there's two ways to channel that. You can channel it the way he does, where it kind of motivates you to turn it around, where you go in the dugout and you communicate with Gary on how you figure it out. And then there's also the blind rage and, like, the anger that happens with Paxson, where you kind of shut down and then you really just can't pull yourself out of this little groove. And that's the difference. When you watch it, it was night and day, like... When we watched um, Garrett Cole throw against the Nationals, and then you watch Paxton throw against him the following day, he gave the home run to Adam Eaton, and then didn't allow another run, and he started striking people it's out. Angry, he, only five. Dude. he gets Yeah, he gets angry, and then something, once Paxton started giving up runs, ticks. like they just started kind of fumbling and bumbling. Yeah, and but there, he, there's just a difference there that you can even tell on like watching it on television, and I'm sure it's even more like uh, dramatic in the dugout. But
2: like that's the thing of of, of him getting better throughout the game, and and like. You see, for instance, you see a Paxton let up a run, uh, run in their first inning. He's he's done for the rest of the game. His mindset's gone. He doesn't know what to do. He just continues to throw balls out there. Same with Tanaka. And the same same thing with Tanaka. Same shit happens.
0: Same with most players on our team. Hap. Recently. And they, they just <laughs> shut. They shut down, and it, it's like. Yeah, I mean, it is most players in the league. No, not. I'm. We obviously know not. Well, that's Well, That's about
2: Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole. That's why we pay for a
0: million dollars. Like,
2: but the point is, is that you don't Greenwich. see you don't see <laughs> the rest of the guys after an inning going up back at to Gary and being like, Hey, man, I'm sorry, I missed that. That outside corner, like can you sit up this way next time? Can you do this next time? How can it be better? Like there is I don't see that back and forth with everybody else. It's literally just with Garrett Cole after the inning. And it's only been we've only seen this guy pitch one and a half games for the Yankees so far. And the the difference is night and day. It's it's incredible.
0: He's the professor. He he's out there working, he's out there studying, he, he tries to get every edge you could possibly get on somebody, and I fucking love it. And that's just literally, like we've said before, it's something we've never seen before. And, I mean, you see it when Cole goes out game one, and then the next day, Hap goes out there and shits the bed. So it's just like, it's something that when you look back to net last year, and you you realize the struggles we had on the, the pitching side, especially the starting pitching, obviously, because our bullpen was good, but it just... Like just a refreshing taste that when you know Garrett Cole comes out there, like I know how, like, our friends some of our friends are Mets fans and some of our friends are Red Sox fans. I now know how they feel because obviously we haven't had a real ace. Severino was that for one year, maybe three quarters of a year. But like, Red Sox fans have sailed. they know when he's out there, obviously not last year, but the year before that, when they won the World Series, they know when he came out there, he was shutting the door, you know. You get a win that day, you know. When the Red Sox, when the Mets go out there and they have Degrom out there, like obviously they have no fucking offense, so <laughs> I mean,
3: they they feel like they're gonna win that day. And with get, Cole get, on the mound,
0: I feel like any
3: given day we're gonna get the win. That's like this. I think this is a, like how I felt when CC came in two thousand nine. It's the same exactly. kind of thing. Like that's the last time we had it. Once CC fell out of his like dominant dominant years, that feeling kind of went away for a while. You're right, and Seve and Herman who also had a, a ton of wins. Too. Yeah, but I never go, felt like, that way. With that's Herman. the thing. Like they had the wins but the confidence wasn't necessarily there because it was like, wow, good for them. Look at them. They're playing, they're pitching really well, but it wasn't like, oh, like Herman's pitching today, we're we're fine. We're golden. Or Sevi's pitching today, we're golden. Like yeah. it, it comes with Cole and it and it comes because he's a different kind of competitor. And it comes like exactly
0: Herman exactly. and Herman got the win totals, but like we always know, win totals aren't a fucking valid statistic because guys who have won back-to-back Cy Youngs like DeGrom don't get any wins, and you see those stats all the time where if DeGrom got 3 runs support in any given day, sure. he'd be 30-0, but like, I don't know. We just haven't had that sense at all of just the security of some guy taking the fucking rubber and towing it and just knowing that he's going to fucking shove that day, and then you... Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he just resets. He does so much for the team. He resets the bullpen. Like, he just a yeah. stopper. Like, if there's... In in the playoffs, I can just foresee it. Like, it's just something of such security that, like, a guy like that comes out, and maybe the bullpen is spent from a bullpen day, possibly the day before, or the day after. Like, do you have been just using up the bullpen? j goes fucking half an inning and gets pulled. I don't know. Somebody else after that. And then... You put Garrett Cole out there, you know he can go nine. You know he at least can go eight, and he can go nine, and he can just fully reset the entire bullpen. And we know the stat last year where we saw all the time that the Yankees never use a reliever three days in a row. And with him out there every fifth day, we can pretty much guarantee that again because he can reset everything. This is also something
2: we talked about before the season even started was the impact of Garrett Cole just being a leader and a mentor right off the bat too. Like you – you see this guy coming out here and trying to make everybody else better. And that that's like really what you pay for in a guy like that. You, you pay for a long-term contract because you get obviously a lot of the golden years out of the guy, but also he's going to be that leader on the bench that we've always wanted in a pitcher you know we, we you can have a a hitter leader you can but you need someone in the rotation and someone in the pitching staff that can act as that mentor and leader and pushing everyone to get better and to be honest like i don't i don't know when those the last time we had somebody like that like a cc in his
3: C- prime so, yeah, I was gonna say cc, CC and i think anymore. CC turned out like that in general because he he lasted the length of his contract, and your role changes the older you get. And we expect that with Garrett Cole when we're paying him for 12 years. But Cole, ha- or Cole eight. has like is it eight? eight years. All right, eight <laughs> years, whatever. Sorry. Um, like, still long because he is 30. But anyway, late in his career, where he's going to decline in his years on the Yankees, and we're still going to have to pay him that amount of money. So it's where does his value lie later on in his career? And he has. He has it in him to be the the CC factor, where you can be forty years old and still contribute something. And to the you team, saw for the fifth starter,
2: yeah. And you saw CC's impact towards the end, and still now he's still he's still yeah. helping Cashman be the boy. front office guy, front office boy. Like you still see that happening. Behind home plate, taking a
0: peek how the pitcher's doing. Yeah, like know. on the behind the behind that home
2: plate with Cashman during Skinny. spring training, like that's the kind of Get guy who. Work, you,
3: too. Yeah, that's the kind of give guy you gym. see
2: you see come out Rucco. after this type of thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, R two C
2: two exactly.
3: Ruko. So I I, Shout I, out. I I like drawing comparisons. Montauk between Montauk Brewing two. Company. Yeah, give us a sponsor. I like sponsor, drawing the cool. uh, the comparison between the two of them because hopefully we can draw the comparison somewhere else. After getting the. Uh, a World Series off the year that we signed them both. That'd be great. What are you saying? Yeah. I'm saying I like comparing CC to Garrett. I think they're very similar. They're coming, they were both coming off career career years when they came to New York. Very similar. Hopefully they both end up getting World Series. Yeah. I would
0: like a World Series. I'm um, not gonna get into the whole uh it doesn't count because it does uh, you know what? I I one comment for those that were saying it didn't count, the feeling the, I'm not gonna get in this whole conversation. The feeling I have with this season and I'm sure everybody else this is a real thing. This is this whole thing's the real deal. That's all I want to say. I
2: think about we're that. all expecting that when it was going to start. Yeah. We're all like, when it this starts, the we're all going to forget about this everything. This is
0: the full is real deal. deal. Everything about this season feels regular. I don't even give a fuck that there's no fans. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that much because I
2: think.
3: No, no I just want to make a new point. Why would you play it if it didn't count? No, no I know. But
0: I, and we all knew that. But now just getting a feeling five games in, it, just, it feels real. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels real. Finishing off game one in that game, just a little recap. Obviously, Cole shoved, Ford gets his shot. Like we've been calling for, I've been calling for. We'll get into that after. The just the situation with him between him and Voight. George hits a homer, Hicks hits a homer, pimps it. DJ is a triple short of the cycle. And honestly, he could have got a triple on that double, but he looked like he felt bad. We were up by so much that at that point that he literally just turned it off. Like D- I, DJ were watching miss it, a beat. but DJ hit one like
3: he could have no,
0: he could have easily like that into a double he exactly. just he just fucking sent the brakes didn't even try to go to third because we were up so much it's almost like you're the varsity team you're playing JV in a scrimmage game and it's like we don't like don't pour it on stop pouring DJ it is just on. so
2: automatic he's just the t- kind of guy just like you see a ball in the gap and he just thinks double and just gets the second and that's just he's just a robot and he's just like all right single in the gap all right dude he's such double a robot. okay like I he love
0: like he's and isn't it crazy that he, like, uh, and I said this before, like, everyone was like, oh, don't start DJ he, he, right away because he just came off COVID. He needs a little reps. Like, everybody needs reps. Like, not him. He doesn't need any reps. Like, he just throw him out there. He's a gamer. He's the Garrett Cole on the offensive side. He just can do anything. And you see it. Maybe first game. I don't think he had a hit the first game. Probably had one just because fuck it. And why not? a couple not? at-bats. couple <laughs> at-bats. And he needed a couple of bats. It was game one. and then game two, he goes four for five.
2: With two RBIs, yeah.
0: And then today, he has another clutch hit. He goes, he What's went over, great? he went over four. We all looked at each other. like, because we didn't even realize he was over four. That, that's when you know a hitter is good. is because when he goes over four, you're just like, really? He went, he, he comes went back over and just gets a hit. Like and then we, we all we're saw soft soft that. Soft soft and then we were like, oh, soft soft like, he's going to get yeah, a hit right win. in this spot. I know and we're, we're going to get into
2: the next game in a little bit, but like, when you when you think about like when you think about like um what's called just like the clutch factor like we were we were like talking about Yankees coming back and DJ got a hit in the top of ninth and we were just like okay like it was just it was such like a nonchalant like like Event, we were just like, Yep, okay, you just
3: got a hit. All right, what's it next? We expected that, and then what was next? Yeah, you and then we're like, All right, we just need him to get on. We're here. not there yet, we're still in game all right, one. Not so, there like, yet. But, all right, but <laughs> without getting into judge too much, we were basically like, all Well, right, you we don't know run game, game one, too. All right, we know who's up next, so DJ needs a hit, and he he's due for a hit, he's over four, boom, opposite field, move him on, move him over, let him let judge. Clean up.
2: Yeah. But going, going well, back to uh, the going back to the first game though, I do want to talk about Ford for a little bit just for a second because
3: let's talk. Because we we were just
2: friendly banter we're having. I, we're having I was banter. sir, I was <laughs> because I said this before I was talking to Rel before the game, and I said, what would be a a successful game for Ford? And what I said was he needs to get one hit, and he needs to get on base. So that's get on base twice and get one hit. I think that would be a productive game for Ford, and that would prove that he needs to be in the lineup a little bit more. So I kind of want to your thoughts on how you thought he really did in that game, and then if that has any impact on his starting capabilities moving forward. Open to the open mic.
0: So – you know where this is going? <laughs> I'll, I'll take the talking stick. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about it before. Like we said, a constructive game for Ford to keep the conversation going—a uh, him versus Voigt was getting on base twice, whether it's a hit and a walk. I think that was enough to do it. However, I was a big proponent. I was all for the Voight train—the the, Voigt train—to just stop rolling. I I personally I very I've been very outspoken. I'm not a big Voigt guy. Voigt showed out today. Yeah. Voigt may have changed my perspective on him slightly. But this I, I'm back, not saying slightly. This goes I'm saying, back
2: to the same thing that I was saying before: how he hits a fucking home
0: run and then everyone changes their mind. Well, he went. He he did have two hits, and a walk.
3: All right. Still. Okay. If Voight doesn't, doesn't hit a grand slam today, you're not saying that.
0: Absolutely not. But that, how are you going to say because he hit a grand slam, you could just write it up? All right, hold on.
2: But this is this. We my, go back to the same fucking cycle I, every time. I, I literally. Used,
0: and this is exactly what I was about to say. I was going to be like. He sucks until he doesn't. What? He sucks until he doesn't. He sucks until he doesn't. But I'm just saying, I've always said that Void has been like this. Void will go 0 for, for 10 at bats. He'll. Everybody will be calling for his job and be like, "Ford, where you at?" everything like that. Then he hits a home run and everyone's like, "Oh, Ford, uh, where you go go grab some pine, dude?" Like Void is the be- Voigt is the man in New York? He's the first baseman. He's the next like Mark Teixeira. Like it's just like people give a lot of credit to Void. However, right now, where we're sitting right now, we're currently at a Ford reset button. Like he's back in Scranton for the time, obviously not in Scranton. He's on the team, but like he's not in the starting lineup because Ford got a hit and now got on base, which was enough to keep the conversation going until Voight hits a grand slam and then gets another single. I, so I th- where we sit right now, it's an it's in a vicious cycle. Yeah, and you know that's how Boone is taking it too. Like, how are you going to bench a guy that just hit a grand slam and hit got a single? And that's how it's going to happen. And now he's going to go 0 for 10. And then we're gonna have the conversation again next week, and then he's gonna probably hit a home run, and then he's gonna fucking do it again. And just this is how it's always been. What what I was saying to Murphy was that
2: I wouldn't hate a lefty righty switch every now
3: and again. Yeah, I like this idea.
2: Because like if righty on the mound you put Ford in, lefty on the mound you put Voit in. I don't think again we so we platoon. go tune we go but yeah we go back and forth saying. How we don't know who to start, yada yada yada. We got Ford does a good job, we got the base hit, you get a home <laughs> run. Keep like, in mind
3: Voight went yard off lefty today. Exactly. Lefty.
2: And what did what did Ford do yesterday? He had an RBI sack fly on a walk, which I think are two good at bats. No teams. No teams. We can't afford two. There's no doubt so that Ford. No,
0: but there are two teams. There's yeah. one there's the team when a righty's out and there's a team in the lefty's, which I, I like because
2: I think that that serves a that serves a purpose for both of them and I think that they're both great um, bench bats. Well, one has to be a bench bat. One is yes, but they're they're both <laughs> capable of being a bench a great bench back
0: and bench bat capable and, of being a bench bat. Yeah, there's and not I much not capable much. of being a starter. You don't want to be capable of being a bench bat. That's that. It seems like they're you're. It mm. seems like you're not shooting for the stars there. No, they're, I not, think they're, not both, they're both capable of being headache. both. Look I at our bench. I'm just say I was holding on to the words you used. You said capable of being a bench bat. Sounds they're like capable of you're, being You're both. shooting for the bench bat. Yes, but that's I'm saying your, that's I'm your saying like, point. <laughs> but if, I'm
2: saying if Void gets a starting job, you're not going to throw Ford back to the minors. Is what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, no. Of course, I was just saying when you're capable of something it's you never you're not going to be like oh right, he's capable of an we're support. talking about, we're
2: talking about <laughs> twisting our words here i'm, try, I'm trying to been trying, trying to make a point saying that they're both capable of playing both um like roles on the team
3: yes platoon. i completely agree with that we should platoon them whether we do or we don't like i don't i'm not going to be angry if forts in the lineup i'm not going to be angry if Fords in the lineup unless one of them goes on like a horrible stretch that Factors in or something like at tomorrow whoever they put in no matter who's lefty righty, whoever if it's a lefty I'd like to see void but whoever's pitching tomorrow If either of them are in the lineup, I'm not mad about it. See yeah. actually Me and you talked about this.
0: Actually. I want us to bring this part up I will be angry if one or the other is in the lineup on one condition if We're under the assumption that Voight is the starter or Ford is the starter I, I'm cool if they announce, like, okay, this is going to be the situation. We're going to have a platoon, and that's that. If one or the other is a starter, I'm not – like, it seems like there is obviously a position battle, and when we're all calling for Ford, Voight obviously heard us, and he knows that. You, you had to believe he came into that game with a chip on his shoulder because he knows people are calling for his job. And I'm so cool if we just end this position battle and just say this a platoon, but obviously I'm not the manager, and we can't guarantee that. So until then, I'm going to be calling for my guy, and – I've been a flip flop on
3: this one. I don't know where to, I don't know where to begin. listen. It's a I good problem to have because I don't know if they're going to do the platoon that just doesn't seem like Boone's alley. Like I don't think he'd want to do that. No. I think he's just going to kind of go into platoon, into the yeah. game and say, "Who do I want to plug in there?" And we're going to have to trust it and we're going to have to stick with it. And I think mm-hmm. that's the only really way around it. Yeah. And yeah, it just goes back. Like doesn't matter who Boone decides to put out there. I think they're both serviceable, especially. Offensively, you know why this conversation. But I don't think they You know ever why I keep bringing this Ford conversation Starter, up? like or Ford as a starter. Yeah, like f- this year at least. No,
0: I know. But you know in why this- I keep bringing this conversation up? It's because I'm foreseeing the playoff roster, and once you start a playoff roster, and we get in the playoff series and all that, there's no, there's no time, there's no time for platoons. Like I get it in one sixty-two, everybody's gonna get their shots. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be all good and grand. Like hey, you know what? If you, if I'm Luke Voigt and you're Ford, like hey, why don't we just split the season? We'll all get some time. That's all fun and great until yeah. the playoffs start, and then there's no room to move around. You th- have a roster, and that is it. Until okay. somebody gets hurt, that's the ro- That's the starting nine that is going to be out there for the entire time until you're blowing somebody out and you get defensive replacements. That's the only time something else comes in.
2: Look what the Dodgers did, and they fucking blew the, it. Like, you're talking about when they, they benched Bellinger? Yeah, and they fucking just did the righty-lefty lineups for the game. I mean,
0: that was, it was fucking that was playoffs. Arguably, it was the
3: world. That was arguably was the World the series, series, right? They were in a system that they moved were in the that sports. clearly didn't work. Yeah. Like no, you well, can't do that. that the was arguably work. Work. It's it's dumbest that, that in the dumbest move. You got to throw all the philosophy
0: out the window when it's the playoffs. In the I shot on Matt so hard for that, and he, he had no answer because there was, it was ridiculous. I mean, why I, did I didn't shout on Matt? He was the beneficiary of that. He's a Red Sox fan, but. I digress. <laughs> no, yeah. but that, that art I honestly was probably the dumbest move in the history of sports to me. Yeah. You, because th- honestly, think about it now. At the time, Bellinger wasn't what he is now, but there was the hype around him that he could be what he is now. And then he goes mm-hmm. out and wins the MVP the next year. That's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. But in hindsight, now looking back, yeah. <laughs> they benched the MVP. Yeah. They'd be like benching Mike Trout in the yeah. World Series but in new, more than half the games. Don't roll your fucking eyes. He new wasn't like quite there yet. But like, dude, that, you knew like, he, but was, t- he wasn't t- what he is now. No. But he was very much there. He sure, was very much sure, but he was very much not benchable.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's more. Yeah, back but, to you. Skip. Not Mike Trout. Mike Trout wasn't <laughs> the best example. Back to best you, Skip. Either way,
2: <laughs> either way, I think. I like to say we have a champagne problem at first base. It's a champagne problem. I I like I love both of them. I think they're both. Gonna However, show I out. do
0: think it is a conversation once the playoffs start. That's why I keep bringing it up. It's a big up. conversation. Oh, It's been a conversation. And I think every day. that no, but like I really For think. Us. Obviously, right now like I said we can just table and be like whatever, like platoon. But once the playoffs start, somebody's got to win.
2: Once yeah, once the playoffs start, it's really going to be about who we think is going to produce the most, and that and that goes into uh, getting on base. Doing their job, getting a hit—it's a lot of different factors. It's not just hitting a home run once every ten at bats. You need to be able to go out there and produce, and do your job consistently, even if that job is just getting a walk, hitting a runner in, getting a ground ball,
0: moving a guy over. Like these, you are who th- does that? Tyler Wade. No, he—he, he, oh. I'm the no, I'm this the Billy Bean. co-leader of the Tyler Wade Fan Club. To my right is the original founder of the Tyler Wade Fan Club Murphy Group. Here we go. Shout out, Murphy. But you know who consistently has great at-bats? Damon? Who's that, Rella? Miggy. And you know what? If we're going to talk about Mm. one of the best hitters on this team, Mm. through and through, OBP, free swinger can hit it. He can helicopter a ball that's above his head. If we're talking about playoff roster and, yes, We're talking about playoffs. (laughs) Playoffs? Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? Yeah, because this is a 60-game season, and we're literally in a pennant race because it's 60 games. So if we're talking about playoff rosters, I have gone on rants before, and I will say it again. Miguel Andujar needs to find his way into the everyday rotation, and that is me saying that, forecasting that he needs to be into the playoff roster every day. Because as it sits right now, he's getting the start every fifth day. Mm-hmm. He's not a pitcher. <laughs> that's not that's not okay. Like Garrett Cole gets the start every fifth day because he can buckle it down and he gets the ball. Yeah, Miguel Andor is an everyday player. He doesn't. Like, if he's getting the ball every fifth day, he's getting that start wherever it might be at DH at left field at first base. God forbid, I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's not touching the field in the playoffs. That's my point. That's what. That's what. Looking at what's going on here, isn't reading too deeply into it, isn't overreacting. Because if you don't see him in the on the field every single day, for the most part, four out of five days, currently, if the playoffs were to start today, is not cracking the lineup. That's why I'm upset.
3: If the Yankees could just upgrade one player and at, at one thing, it would be to East upgrade defense. Miguel <laughs> Andahar's defense in the outfield. If they could plug him in <laughs> the outfield, yeah, like if they could put him in the left and he was a good. Defensive left fielder I know he doesn't play left Like if they could just Have like one gimme Where they're like Three wishes But you only get one <laughs> Their one wish Is to make Miggy a good Defensive left fielder And still be able to hit That would complete The lineup In just A wonderful Wonderful way. That's well, Yeah And he's, and he's not Or and and whatever Clint too. Huh?
0: Same, The same wish If you do with Clint I too. guess
3: But like Miggy's got the bat A little more there I don't know and Whatever Mickey's little, He's a little more they're gonna, proven They're gonna find Their way for to For right now there. He's gonna be in the lineup He's going to be in the playoff lineup. You think he'll figure it out? No, no, no. No, you, no I really You do. think they'll figure him a way out to yeah, get him into, so, every day into playoff rotation? They're going to find a way. There's a uh, there's, I want him to a lot of things. Every day.
2: I don't. That's an impact bet. I don't know if you can throw a guy out. Like I don't think you can throw him out there in the playoffs. And left maybe left. not
3: in left. I'm saying no, like maybe, left. maybe maybe Stanton stand in left. I don't know why they're not doing that. We were talking about that earlier. Listen, if the
0: plan if the plan
3: the is, is to get Stan No, you didn't jump the gun. But the plan is to get before. Stan
2: healthy and keep him on the DH spot until we get further down the season and then he throw making it If that is the if that's the plan, I'm all for it and you give Mickey the DH spot towards the end of the year into the DH <laughs> I mean, into the start into the, the playoffs. And you throw Stan Sten out there like if that's the plan, I'm all in for the it outfield. but outfield.
0: It's really unclear. I'm, I don't know. Stan is our left fielder.
3: He should be. They yeah. know something we don't about his calf. Like I we think we are worried about. That. about Let's yeah, get into we did. That. And like, so there, there are two possibilities. Basically, is that they're worried about him getting a fully like brand new injury by playing the field, which we, we at least agreed it is has to be ridiculous. Or there's something with the calf that that's he can't move be. laterally, maybe. Or there's something that like it's he's got a re aggravating re injury risk. Something with the calf that's keeping him.
0: Out of the outfield. I have seen so many comments on this. I fully agree with that, Murphy. I've seen so many comments, just plenty of people saying, like, he's injury prone. It's not worth it. That's the worst thing to me. It's not worth it to put him out there. I've seen somebody say, with a contract that large, he's got so many years left on his contract. It's not worth it to have him play the outfield and risk injury. Okay. So, you have Mike Trout. He has a huge contract, right? What is it, 12 years left? 14 years, whatever it is? So, is it now not worth it to throw him in the outfield because he has such a large contract? Is that not worth it? Is it not worth it? Because, like, are you pre. That is the most pussy thing I've ever heard in my life. If you're predetermining that he's going to get hurt, if there's nothing existing, which makes me think, and I agree with you, Murph, that there is something that has to be nagging him that. They're not. They're, that's why Boone's being careful because if you're not, if you're trying to deter him from getting a random new injury that flares up, that's ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. There has to be something underlying that we don't know about because that, that they're the trying line? to. <laughs> the best possible lineup. Sorry, my cat is a dog. <laughs> um, I wish the, the best possible running.
3: lineup includes Andahart <laughs> and includes Stanton. It's a cat. It's a dog.
2: That's
3: yeah, she's a dog. awesome, though. She is. But the best, the best lineup includes Stanton and it includes Andahar in a way where you pick one of the two to put in left and one to put at DH. The sensible thing seems to put Stanton in left and have Andujar DH. Yeah,
0: you you,
2: can,
3: you don't want you, you just don't want you don't want that kind of liability in left field, even in the
2: playoffs. You just you can't have somebody be out there in these high leverage situations who has been out there before and. Or not even been out there before, but just not the experience that is needed for these playoff situations. It's just you need a guy out there who is is used to that kind of that pressure and making those tough calls. Like that's one of the big reasons why Clint was struggling so much in the beginning because he didn't know how to make those tough calls. He'd be diving for balls when it was so out of range. He would be not diving for balls when he should have been. Like he was so in his head and trying to figure out how to play the position. And has how to read balls. And, and that is the bigger part of the position rather than just going out there and getting under a fly ball and catching it. It's, it's so much
0: more that goes into it. All right, so what are your big takeaways from game two? Game tonight, we just saw it. Murphy group, big takeaways. Go ahead. Game two, you're saying? Game two. Okay. But
3: game one's been burned. I think the biggest question mark was the not bringing in Canley in the eighth and leaving the Wizig out there. when During the rain delay, we were talking... And Lawaziga was in the pen just beforehand and then was coming in after the Randall. And we're like, all right, like that's a good spot for the Going into the sixth inning, he can get through two and then because Otavino had already pitched by that point. So in theory, you have him throw two innings, then Canley, then Britton, bada bing, bada boom, wrap it up, whatever. And then they just Sign left still him delivered. in a little too long. And they were talking about it earlier in the game, how Canley hadn't thrown in, I think it was three days, and yet neither had Otavino or Britain. So it's well, not Otto like they needed the to save there. Canley. It's not like they needed Luiz to go to throw that extra inning so they could save Canley. Like Canley needs to throw regardless of what the score is at that point because you don't want to keep him too cold there. So I, I don't really understand why they didn't throw Canley. Um, that that was just a question mark, but I, obviously it worked out. It also shows we're never out of a game. Um, I mean, I love seeing that. Yeah, those are the takeaways I took. I, I That was the thing. I'm wondering why. but
0: whatever. I do agree that he left him out there too long it felt like while we were watching the game it felt like the game seemed like it was over obviously you're playing the Orioles so every game kind of feels like it's over but these are guys that play baseball at a professional level uh, loosely I'll use that term but I mean they could hit a ball that's put down the middle and Loazga isn't necessarily a Garrett Cole out there so I wouldn't put him over any guy in the Orioles' current starting rotation because they can they could definitely catch Loaiza slipping, real quick. So I mean, but it did seem like they put Loaiza out there. He honestly, Loaiza looked good for the first couple innings.
3: Yeah, I think if they took him out, we just be felt, talking about how great yeah, was. Yeah, it just felt so. like
0: he Boone just kind of was like, um ah, I think the
3: problem, we, the problem with, with Loaiza, and I so. think
2: the problem that we see a lot of times is that he just throws a little too many pitches and he lets runners on base. <laughs> You like you see this, you see this Bless guy who, who he pitched today he threw three innings he up one hit he had two walks and four strikeouts and he had I think like forty fifty pitches. Look great. That, that that's a good outing, but he's letting these guys on base and it's kind of in that situation where you let guys on base and the worst can really happen. That's where that ERA comes in and like like I personally I feel like Boone should have taken him out a little earlier when he saw that this situation was getting a little bit out of hand. And you have these guys in the bench. You see, you have these guys in the bullpen to come in and and throw. It's not like we had a crazy day the day before where we used our whole bullpen up. Right. We, we have these guys ready, readily available to go in and pitch. Like, why not just let them pitch? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if we're pressed, give them the reps. Like, they're they're they haven't pitched. It's been two. It's been a couple games. Like, yeah. Let them get their reps in. They need to be able to get better
3: throughout the season. It's the perfect situation to do that. That's what I think Luizic is meant for, is to be able to go in and throw a couple innings if the if the bullpen's stripped and they can't go through. If, if Canley say, had been used the night before. And thankfully, we had Cole like, to tie it back to how Cole can reset. reset the bullpen. The bullpen was reset tonight. There wasn't a reason to leave Luizic out there for three innings, especially after a rain delay. Well, the rain threw a lot of things off. It really. did, but it didn't because Canley didn't pitch. So, like... You're going into the eighth inning yeah. with a guy who's thrown two innings already. Then pull him.
0: I think they left they Luazga should. out there longer than they longer than normal because of the rain delay. Because he almost saw it as a second half game. Like, okay, this is Loazga's start. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I guess. Boop, I feel like, he has the stamina. I feel like Boom I, was, I,
0: I agree with that.
3: I you know what?
0: I changed my mind. It's just Loazga made a couple of mistakes and then. But I feel like Boom was treating it as
2: if we were up by ten runs. He was. He was I mean, treating it as if it was a, a situation where it was a
0: no-brainer win. He was treating it as if we would treat it, if we were the managers, because we're playing the Orioles. He feels the same way. That's he not, a way, that's not would, a way to manage a game, though. though. <laughs> that's not, that's
2: not a
3: way to manage a game right now. I would have put in Canley. You know what? I mean, That's not, that's not an excuse have, to just do that. that. I know. In hindsight. No, I, guess, no, I like, get it. But in the I was wondering that before the home run.
0: You know what? We're not in this situation if Hap doesn't fucking blow.
2: But if we're if we lost if, if we have lost that have. if we lost that game we would be having a complete different we would be oh my blaming god blaming
0: Boone that he left him in that we long we already are imagine what we would be doing if, if we I lost. know I'm just saying
2: like you can't leave a guy in that long when you have these this number one bullpen in the fucking league to go out there and produce like what's what are you doing that for like go out there and let them
3: get their reps speaking of which when do we get Chapman back.
0: Uh, hopefully soon. soon
3: like I, think. I mean, it's been more than two. I haven't weeks. heard like, anything about it.
0: I haven't really been looking into it, but
3: I. It was like what five days after LeMahieu?
0: you was squatting like seven hundred pounds. Like they didn't Tanaka day, day get day hit after COVID. he was out. And Tanaka's back like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday. So, like, I Saturday. Feel like Saturday. Two, I
3: really feel like we should at least have news on when Chapman's coming
0: back. Uh, I haven't really looked yeah. too I haven't deep heard into it. I haven't heard a thing. But you know what? We don't get into the situation. Back to the game that just so. concluded tonight. If J-Hap doesn't fucking, he was so bad. He looked useless. He's in midseason form, as mm-hmm. Kev said. I mean, it, just some stats, too. Like, he's his home runs per nine given up. He's third in the league last year. Giving up 1.9 per nine. That's not good. That's not it's what you want. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the first inning, so it seems like the Paxton situation. But, like, he does not have it. Yeah, he I had. don't want him touching the rubber. Yeah, Do you?
3: Well, we no. overreact to this last year,
0: J hap, and the year before. I don't think this is an overreaction. I overreact a no, lot.
3: No, I know. Well, but I don't start. think this is an overreaction. He kind of figured it out last year a bit. He does give eh. up the home runs, like that's well known. I'm not debating that. I am a little concerned because of the shortened season that both of our lefties got shelled. Paxton yes. and
2: Happ. That I mean, worries me a bit. I'm a, I'm less worried about Paxton. I feel like he's able to figure it out, but Jay, me too. But Hap is just... Jackson
0: has a talent. Hap is not... Hap is far from the talented yeah. one.
2: I mean, four, four <laughs> innings pitch, four hits, four earned runs, two walks, and two strikeouts is not something you want to see on a
3: bases. <laughs>
0: you know who's against?
3: The Orioles. He always gets t- killed by the Orioles. Though. But you don't. You that's don't not exact. That. If that
0: if that's a thing, that's not a good no, thing, it is a thing. To have my, on your My record. guys it's throwing fucking.
2: That's not year. good. My guys yeah. throwing ninety one mile an hour cock shots down the middle. Like you can't be doing that. And walking people. And too. walking people.
0: It's just it's. Good news on this game. Obviously, it's great to have a grand slam early in the game. That made us feel like this game was over before it started. And then obviously they crept their way back into it. But, I mean, god damn, it's good to have Judge on this team. And we were talking about it. like, We knew DJ was going to get that hit in that spot, even if he won 0 for 4 for the entire game. It's just players like that don't care about how yeah. bad he have been doing prior. They block it out. They're like, this is a new at-bat. I'm not going to get in my own head. I'm going to get a hit no matter what. This is my time. I'm going to get a hit. If it was, if a pitch is thrown where I like it, I'm going to hit it.
2: And It's good to see Aaron Judge come in and, and be clutch because – That's one of the – maybe it's just my perspective, but that's one of the things where I feel like he needs to, I guess, perform a little bit more on. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but he – we saw a stat beforehand that was like he has hit three home runs in the ninth inning in his career. Three go-ahead. Three go-ahead home runs. I I don't know if that's good or bad, but I I think that just from us – from me watching games, he – this is one of the few times where I've seen him really be, like, the clutch factor in a high-leverage situation and come back and win a game. Yeah, I mean, and like, so maybe that's just me. Maybe thing. that's just oh, yeah. me, but.
3: You're right. I, like, kind of disagree because, like, in high le- just because of the usage of the word high-leverage, like, he's a high-leverage guy. He wouldn't be the face of New York City. He wouldn't be the face of the Yankees if he wasn't. Come from behind home runs in the ninth is, like, a pretty hard stat to, to get. Like, it's pretty rare that even Right,
2: happens. and that's what I'm saying. I could be completely wrong with what I'm saying right now, but from my like, perspective, I feel like I haven't been in situations where I am watching the, the game and he comes in clutch and wins a game or comes back and gets to go ahead
0: and run it. And I don't know. I am well, I, I could know. be wrong. I'm just saying, I'm saying from my personal... You are a little wrong in that sense. I know. I, I see what you're saying. He does have, obviously, the games, like the wild, I'm card, not saying the wild card games that he hits home runs. He walks out, walks it off. But... In a in a regular sense, like the everyday situations, there are more clutch players than him on the Yankees roster. DJ being one Hicks. of them, Hicks being one of them. Like that, that I do. And I'm not that. saying he's I not. I really get that vibe, right. but like I, I did when we were just to put it in perspective. I do when before that even happened. I said I was screaming. I was like Judge, be that guy. Just be that guy for us, please. Because DJ, it, it's like in terms of a trust factor. Bottom of the ninth, exact. You know what I'm trying to say. Exact situation Judge was in last night. Who do you feel most comfortable with in that box? I'm gonna go DJ. It's DJ Judge is probably third on my list. See, I feel just- honestly maybe fourth behind current Stanton. Stanton as hot as he is right now. But you know what? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna use recency about bias in this situation. I'm gonna go Judge. Third behind Hicks and DJ, so they're just clutch me, factor.
3: have seen in the previous of, years. That's
0: kind of what I'm saying though about this though.
2: See,
3: Be- I, dis- I disagree. Like Hicks is definitely very clutch. DJ, I'll give you, but you're telling me that with men on first and second, with one out in the bottom of the or the top of the ninth inning, you would rather have Hicks up than Judge. No, I'm no. Just saying.
0: I'm just saying based on prior
3: situations, Hicks has been more clutch. That's all I'm saying. But that also comes somewhat from like being in certain amount of clutch situations. I right? get it. You know, like and that,
1: all I was asking for tonight, all so. I was for,
3: yeah, all I was asking for was judge to be that guy in the
0: situation he was. So I and he then, was. That I take back it. And, and had, all I'm saying was that <laughs> I, <laughs> I take it
2: and I think is kind of proven my point so far is that maybe he just hasn't been put in, put in those situations so far. Maybe I just haven't been watching in those certain situations. You
0: know, but I, anytime he was, he's. But no, he's he
2: showed it. out tonight, and that Wild that card. that made me really happy. Is what I was trying to say, like Absolutely. him being the the star of a team, and I'm I'm you know he's coming back from you know trying to come back from his injuries and and be back and come back and play to the standard of what he was playing a couple of years ago. Like that to me is so much more important, and he getting that gain that confidence in these late game situations, and that's just really cool to see. a tour. Yeah.
0: Revenge tour yeah. judge is there, and there are a lot of plenty of other people on this team that are on revenge tours. Another one of them being Stan in this game goes he goes three more hits, four more hits. What is it? Three for and, and he, he was, was just, three
3: for three with a walk and he was grounded th- out. So he was three, three three for
2: four today with Absolute one walk, walk, one RBI, one run. At an over 500,
3: batting over five hundred.
2: Batting over five hundred. This
3: guy
0: 05. and I hate to be the guy who keeps <laughs> repeating himself, but Stan's good at baseball. Yeah, you can say that. He's definitely good at baseball and I'm not gonna say any more about it. This game Let me let me bring up one more
2: good, thing about, with, about, with about the this, pop slam? about the game today. Um, so I know we want to talk about a little bit, but just Sanchez. Um yeah, we gotta get into yeah. I I think we were talking about it a little bit because we we're some people were comparing Sanchez. Sanchez is kind of hitting drought to Gardner's hitting drought, and they are in my mind, I think we all agree on this completely different. And kind will talk about a little bit a little bit about that. Like Sanchez he doesn't have anybody behind him trying to take his spot. He he's the catcher.
0: Yeah. No, I was talking about that before. I was saying a lot of people were saying who are you more worried about? Judge or not Judge. Guardi <laughs> or Sanchez. Not worried about Gardier, Judge. Guardi or Sanchez. Guardi or Sanchez and Guardi is in a loaded outfield. There are so many people Itching themselves to take his spot, one of them who being, are all
2: capable of doing. One it. of
0: them being Clint, one of them being Talkman, one of them being Miggy. If he gets the fucking shot, Stanton. If you play him in left, any of these guys are willing to take that spot, and it's just Gary is Gary. If you go, here, I and that's why like you can get as mad as you want about Gary going over fifty five. But we don't have a backup catcher that is going to take Gary's job. Higgy, you want like, this conversation doesn't even seem like it's like worth it's having. Not. It's not because yeah. there's nobody that's going to take Gary's job. Guardy, on the other hand, that conversation—that's why I'm bringing the conversation up because it's he has plenty of people that are going to take his job. Well, that's why I wasn't there's in nobody the coming tonight. for Gary's job.
3: There's Nobody can yeah, do I Gary's also going to be able to figure it out. He's a pure hitter, he's the best hitting catcher in baseball. He's going to figure it out. He's having a slump for 15 at bats. People do that all the time. It,
2: it, I think, I think, think time Paul O'Neill was saying this in the game today, and he was just saying, like, that first hit you get in the season is so important. And if you don't get it early on, it you just in your own head. It, you get in your own head and it kind of messes you up. And I completely agree with that. Like, obviously, none of us have any experience dealing with that, but. I get I get it like, I do I, I, I get the fact that you can get in your own head and you're trying to go out there and get that first at-bat get it out of the way and get that hit but um, you know I, I I'm not as concerned with Gary because I know he'll figure it out and he is he's the type of player who is like entering his prime of being that Yankees catcher who we can be a core team player for years to come yeah. Gardner, you know on the other hand, is someone who is on his way out. on his way out. He had an amazing year last year. He's had an amazing career at the New York Yankees. And we have been in so grateful for him being a player on his team. And no one wants to take that away from him. But you have to let some of these guys come in and play the role that they're meant to play.
0: Yeah. And like I've said about Gardner before, is that. People are saying, like, have the last year of respect for Guardi. Like, it's his last year. Let him have it. Guardi got that respect by getting the contract that he's getting right now. The, the respect is given. Like, he was. you think he's worth $12.5 million? No. That was the Yankees giving him the respect. The respect has been paid. The Yankees have cleared that check. And... Now we don't owe him anything more. Like, just because we spent $12.5 million in one year doesn't mean we have to start him with the Yankees It's not your fucking money. Why does it matter if you burn that $7, $12 million? Who cares? It's Gardner. If we have 60 games, like we were saying off the air, 60 games, we're five in. Gardy hasn't got a fucking hit. He didn't play tonight, but he probably wouldn't have gotten hit as, as abysmal as he's been looking. Like, that's the equivalent of 11, 12 games into the season. Mm-hmm. If you're going over for, for 11, 12 games in the season, you're getting pulled, no matter who you are. Yeah. Whether it's for a couple games or the entire fucking rest of the way, you're getting some sort of pull.
3: Yeah. No, that's true, but
0: it's also like, did.
3: baseball is still baseball, and game to game, you still can go five. So like that, that's there's two sides of that, and you can take what they will. But I think the respect that he's not getting that he's owed is the respect of the fan base, where it shouldn't be, you know what? Fuck Gary. Or, fuck Gardy, I'm fuck done with Guardy. like, pull Guardy, like, he shouldn't be playing right now, like, he sh- somebody else should be in there, should not have been in the lineup tonight, but I feel like this year, we've kind of hit the panic button on a lot of people that really don't need to be pulled that quickly, and Gary should not be playing, or, wow, sorry, late night, it's like, what, 2 o'clock right now? Sorry. <laughs> Gardy should not be playing, absolutely, but he also shouldn't be being slandered, but
0: I, I don't think we're being. For, I don't
3: think we're slandering well, him. He's been
0: slandered because he shouldn't be out there. I, That's not
3: here's his fault. the thing. He's the Murph, of, he's not be like, I'm not no, slandering. not
2: going to take him out. So the there's there's difference between slandering somebody and just trying to figure out the right role for them. No,
3: yeah.
2: Where if you see you saw CC in his last years. Exactly. He was doing his role. Great he example. wasn't. Tr- he wasn't trying to go out there and do more than he was capable of doing, and when he went out there and didn't produce what we hoped he would do, we took him out, and everyone still loved him as he went out and did right. his job. Like, he, he came in for a game, and he pitched one to one person. Yeah. He did his
3: job, and everyone went crazy, because that was his job. And that, I think Gary should be treated, or, wow, again, sorry. gary should be treated it out, same man. way. Yeah, Gardner, he why?
2: should, and I think, again, there is, a place for him in this te- there is a place for him on this team. I think it can be that bench bat, or that, that bench spot, but you got to give these guys an the opportunity to go out there and produce, especially We're when we have
0: Gardy or Gary. Gardy. Murph has been thrown off know. in this conversation. Stop playing with your mic. I'm sorry.
2: It's really annoying.
0: It's really irritating. I'm sure everybody hates you. I'm sorry. Murph has ADD. I'm sorry. So if you've been hearing a noise throughout this entire podcast, it's his fault. But yeah, leave anyway. Him a, leave him a bad review. Anyway.
2: Um, Murph sucks. You, you, you. <laughs> Guardi has a spot in this team. It's not in the left field. It's not in the starting lineup. But he has an important role in this team that we can never overlook. But for right now and for this season, what we need and with the talent that we have on that bench, you need to have other guys out there. And that's what I think that's what every Yankee fan is trying to say. But it always comes off wrong because we're impatient and we're just like, fuck this. We're not, we're not saying fuck this guy. We're just saying... Give the give the other guys the opportunity to go out I'm there and show us. I same just
0: saying, fuck this guy.
2: But you can't say that. Yeah, like you can't, you, say, you that. can't say that. <laughs> I don't like say that. <laughs> we're not we're not going out there and disrespecting the guy who went out there and played for eleven years with the Yankees and won a championship. No, because like, he's been the like heart Murph, and soul of the Yankees. And like
0: Murph said, I it, it's more it's more a stain to Boone who did pull him today. So I'll give him the credit there. It's that if you're gonna keep putting him out in the lineup, like why are you doing that? He doesn't belong in the starting lineup every day. So. I'm not going to shit on Guardi because he's putting the start. His name's in that fucking lineup he's going to play and he's going to try and he just doesn't have it anymore. I really don't think that's an overreaction because he just, he never, obviously he had, he came off a year, a career year, having 25 home runs, whatever, juice balls. How you doing? But it's just like, even when he was doing that, he kind of looked lost to the plate. Never, never was a guy to hit for average. Never was a guy, He hasn't made a single all-star game his entire career. If you put, it's it's just like, if Boone and really that guy, he's, he's a, Big-time Yankee, but, I mean, when, like, like I you, we said it best in uh, Five Milestone. If he's in the lineup, what did we say? We, we Shout-out Five Milestone. Shout-out Five mo.
3: I think we are just kind of saying, like, if he's in the lineup nowadays, he's going to be serviceable, and he, he, you he can't blame him for starting him in the lineup this year for the first five games, and then he had that little window, and then he didn't perform in it, so now it's next man up, and then it Talkman, say Talkman's there, or Andihar, if one of them... Can't figure it out. If they can figure it out, great. If not, it's on to the next yeah. one. The main we'll thing was that
0: if Guardy's role was defined as a role player, I wouldn't be getting upset if he wasn't producing. Yes. Like he like uh, he is like supposed to be doing this big thing. But if he's clogging up a spot in the rota- in the lineup in that nine hole that Miggy could be doing better in, I'm going to come at his neck because he doesn't belong there. And if that's Boone's fault for t- putting him in it the lineup Boone's and putting fault. him in th- – to penciling his name in there, then that's his fault. Because I'm gonna come at his neck because and it's less about him. It's more about Boone taking him out because he doesn't belong there. If we it's were, just like if you're in the starting lineup, I expect this out of you, especially if there's a guy that could be doing better that's literally in the Yankees organization that should be playing. And if that's if he's a backup and if he's coming in as a pinch hitter like Wade, imagine Guardian a Wade scenario where he comes in at the end of games, whatever. I don't expect much out of you. But if you're coming in every single day and starting and batting 5 sometimes, let alone 9, he's usually the five hitter to break yeah, up the lefty righty, which is fucking ridiculous because if you have righties as good as ours, righty lefty splits don't even fucking matter, which blows my mind. But if you're going to be that guy batting 5, just to be that lefty in the bat in the in the batting order, it's just like I'm going to come at your throat. I'm going to come at your throat because you don't belong there. I
2: I do blame that's Boom. On Boom. I do blame Boom because you I'm going to bring back the CC again like you don't see let's just play a scenario game right now if cc went out there and started games last year and was doing terrible and we kept throwing him out there we would probably shit on cc the same way we're shitting on gardner right now and but it's not his fault it's boone's fault or the manager's fault for putting him out there in those situations like it's not, it's not their fault for going out there and not being able to produce the level they were, they were used to producing. It's like they've already proven themselves as lifelong Yankees and contributors, contributors to the organization. And then you have a manager who's supposed to leverage and, and manage a team and use their skill set and mentorship to the strengths of the current team, not to what they used to be, what they are right now. And Gardner still has a huge spot on that team to be a mentor, a leader, and you know, has a great spot in left field in certain situations, not in an everyday starter situation, same way as CC was last year. He wasn't gonna go out there and be an everyday starter and produce the way we hoped he would produce in his prime. He had a role and he went back and he did it. Like that's what we're hoping for. And that's why I feel like Boone is a little more to blame with the situation right now, and it's kind of ruining his reputation as he kind of if he as he goes out, yeah, she kind of dragging him to the mud. Yeah, as he goes out and and <laughs> kind of like ends his career with the Yankees, The
0: collector check. That's it. You just give him twelve and a half million. Like he needs to go on mm. a high note, and playing, I think Boone playing, Boone playing, playing, playing him every be day. Him. Yeah, playing nothing
2: definitely was better for him. But Boone playing him and allowing him to not perform at the level. I know it's a small sample size. Shout out Murph to say that, but like it it is a small sample size because obviously Boone wanted wanted him to be out there and like and play a game and
3: back But Boone fist
0: putting and, him out there is causing me to bully him.
3: But but, the, right, but, but, but been, he's but, played four games. Yeah, like, exactly. He, he played nothing. he
0: played one game, he played one game him. in the fifth spot, didn't hit.
2: Played another game in the ninth spot, didn't hit. Like yeah, after a certain amount of games, you get a little weary and you go start to blame somebody, but it is Boone's job to give him the opportunity and the chance to do so right if you keep doing it then we get start to question it but we're talking about what can be when the season gets wrong in the middle of the season towards the end of the season if right. he keeps throwing him in the lineup and he still starts to underproduce that's what i'm starting to say fuck like get him out of line because you're ruining his reputation gotta, get him in that spot
3: you. i'm with you there like I you mean, can't blame hey. Boone for starting him in the first week of the season because of how well he no, played last year. No, absolutely not. How it's hit but you know what? And if we didn't play him today. We'll we keep see talking how does about this. Well, no. But Boone
0: pulled him. It happened. So we'll see how he treats it. We don't know if that. We don't know. We don't know what the was reason was a scheduled for that. Schedule off though. day. Yeah, I know. I hope it wasn't just a schedule off day. I Hope it was like a reset because obviously he's not just sending him out of the lineup. But you know what? We'll see. However, we do have a few games coming up against the Red Sox starting tomorrow. We got Montgomery going tomorrow. Tomorrow at seven o five. Then another game the next day, Saturday, and another game Sunday. So a nice weekend set against the Red Sox. I think it's a four-game set. Goes Montgomery. Tanaka is back in the lineup. And then you got Paxton sporting his 27 ERA. <laughs> going for another. another Tommy takes that time. Going for a crack at it the second time around. But, uh, you know, what, what do we expect out of Montgomery tomorrow and Tanaka? I, what do we even expect out of Tanaka, dude?
3: I really hope that we can... Are we rushing Tanaka? I mean, we don't know. They know.
0: I'm not a scientist or anything I like that. We, but we don't
3: know anything about... How that Tanaka's guy took a crooked number off food. the
0: dome, and that yeah. didn't look like it was pretty... We
3: won't know that until Saturday, right?
0: Saturday's pitching? Saturday's
2: So day.
3: I think if we take two out of those three games, that's expected, and if we sweep, great.
2: I'm I'm expecting Montgomery to go out there and just look confident and able to get outs i'm not looking at him to strike
0: out 10 people i'm looking for him to get outs you and gotta hope that right because if when you look at this rotation and i this is genuinely a concern for me you look at this rotation garrett cole shove shover he shoves he likes to shove hap stinks you got you gotta hope these are the other three guys you gotta hope montgomery's that dude i mean you, we kind of need it you gotta hope that tanaka is healthy because even when he's healthy, some he's, he's a streaky pitcher. We know that. We know he shoves mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and that's what we need. We're going to get the wins. We're going to make the playoffs. That's fine. But you know what? Who knows about his health? So are we rushing him back? That's a question. Storyline going forward. Paxton has a 27 year one start. But mental midget, we know that. So honestly, are there more concerns about our starting rotation? Obviously, our bullpen is elite. But
3: I, I have a few concerns about the starting rotation, aside from Garrett Cole. Tough first start to the week, but we got the depth to figure it out.
2: Yeah, and people forget that and we have King, a couple amazing people in the minor leagues to come out and bring up if we need to. I
3: don't think
0: Schmidt makes a big impact this year, though. King King has. That I think the he, I think he'd be surprised. A big King looked very good in his rotation till, until until, until he, until it, he yeah. did If this is a
2: sample of what is to come, I think that one of those guys makes a huge impact.
0: I I mean these three this three headed horseman right here. I, I don't expect anything out of Hap going forward for the rest of the year. Like, anything. But Montgomery, Tanaka, Paxton are probably the three most important pieces in this team. Because we're going to win when Cole's on the mound, hopefully. And you know what? Like, what if we don't win when Cole's on the mound? Then we're in a f- world of panic. Mm-hmm. Because if Cole does... If we're in a situation where Cole doesn't win that day, then, you, like, what makes you think Montgomery, Tanaka, and Paxton can get out there and get the dub if Cole can't? So, those three... Honestly, are the most important people on this team. Because I know every day in and day out, Stanton, Judge, all of them, Glaber, DJ, they're going to hit. Hitters going to hit. They're going to have off days. They're going to have whatever. But they're going to hit overall. If these guys can't figure out, pitchers snowball. And if you go out and you have a 27-year to start and you have another bad start on Sunday when Paxton pitches again, Tanaka's unhealthy and Montgomery comes out and like, shits the bed and isn't who we think he is. We're we're in a bad situation. However, if they all shove, great. But it, it's a big question mark for
3: me. The truth of the matter is, even with less than ideal pitching, we're four and one and we're going into a series against the Red Sox who are kind of a joke. So I really think like if we're we're getting like nitpicky and finding problems I get it, but which we're... is fine. I mean that's what we're supposed to do. But in in the reality of the situation is that we went four and one, which is a very good week in baseball. With subpar pitching, except for Gary Cole, which mm-hmm. I think just leaves us in a really good spot. And, yeah, no, that's really it. But. So let's
0: close out and give out our awards. So we do this every episode. There's an Ellsbury Award who goes to the worst player of the week, and there's a person we give the belt to, the championship belt like the Yankees do. Why don't we start with the bad ones so we can end on a good note? So, Murphy, who are you giving the Ellsbury Award to?
3: Um, I'll give it to Swing to Miss Sanchez <laughs> <laughs> this that, was the easy, that was the easy one Um, yeah, I figured I'd get the easy one out of there Just, you know, he's over 15 with 10 strikeouts I know he'll figure it out, but For now, I'll give it to him Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to not give him I mean, if you didn't pick him, Damon was gonna pick
0: him If Damon didn't pick him, I was gonna pick him he yeah. just looks fucking I mean, horrible out there, and I mean, until he gets a hit, you got to keep riding with him as the the Ellsbury Award. But yeah,
2: I think mean, that that's the guy we need to highlight the most right now. Um, obviously, Hap is the Hap secondary good. person in that situ- in that award category. But we did win that game. I know he wasn't a contributor to that win, but we did that, we did win that game, and um, other guys came and picked up. But Sanchez need to figure it did out. You, pick right?
3: hmm? Are you
0: picking Hap? You picking Hap? I'm gonna pick
2: hap just to be different and, and give someone else the award. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Obviously, I picked those two first. So if I'm gonna go three, I'm gonna go with my guy Wade. I want, I want, I want him to have a little more of an impact. He's, he's put out there, almost makes a fantastic play out there. I'm just gonna be that guy. You know, he, he was out there. He, he had a lot of opportunity. He doesn't
3: get a hit. I, I don't really think. He's he in a diving catch in right field. Like, come on. He didn't d- Wade? No, no, no. The guy uh, Cedric Mullins. COVID, robbed of the
2: hey, I want to see results, I Murphy. I want to see results, Murph.
0: Jeez. Oh, you,
3: hey, t- you, you just spent about 30 minutes telling me about how you hate Brett Gardner all of a sudden, and you won't even pick him. I already it.
0: picked him last time. Oh, you yeah, okay yeah going to keep repeating everybody. I've been bullying Brett Gardner. All right, who, who, I'm going to give him an off tonight. Well, let's close out. Who, who, who's, who's good in the belt? Who's
2: good in the belt? I got a, I got a wild card one for last, a, you, so you guys go
0: ahead.
3: You gotta I'm give it to Judge. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Judge. No, 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 I'm gonna give it to Judge. All right, me. I'll give it to Void then for the grand slam. I'm
0: gonna give it to Judge, and I mean <laughs> Judge just proved to be that guy. We already talked about it. Judge is getting the belt for me. All right, gotta give it to Judge. Give it to Void. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna to give a little shout out to uh, our guy uh, Brooks Montauk Brewing Company. Brooks Frisky, <laughs> who came out and made his debut.
0: Who the fuck oh, is that guy? Ben.
2: And he came out and threw an inning. Stop
0: saying debut. Can you let me... F- it's like, like baloney. There's a silent letter.
2: I say words like I say words. It don't
0: make sense.
2: You you say potato. I say potato. Who, does, who, who cares? I care. I'm giving it out to Brooks because he came out and threw an inning, had two strikeouts. He came out and showed up for his debut.
3: Those are Hall of Fame numbers.
2: And congratulations for coming out and playing. Like, you get the award for the week. Welcome on the pod.
0: All right. The Yanks are 4-1, top of the division. A lot to celebrate. All right. I think that's enough from us. It's too late. It's 2 o'clock yeah, in the morning. I'm losing my mind right now. Yeah. so uh-huh. I'm surprised we even got through that. That was this episode. We recapped the two games. We got another game tomorrow, another game after that, another game after that. Four games set against the Red Sox. If you made it this far, you guys are the real ones. Make sure to rate, subscribe. We need some ratings on iTunes. Those really help us out, make us want to make more episodes. New episodes are going to be out every Tuesday and Friday from here on out for the rest of the season. And who the hell knows, once the playoff starts, might do an episode every day. But, yeah, expect episodes Tuesdays and Fridays. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And Montauk Brewing Company, please sponsor us.
1: Yo! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?